joining me now for this bonus episode of Locked On Gators. A little little pregame edition here is Tyler Fornis at the Real Forno on Twitter, and you can find him with every publication that's ever been out. Just <laughs> Tyler is putting out content everywhere. So the Vikings Wire, he's got Run and Shooter on Substack, thirty third team Saturday Down South, and. Uh, I believe literally every website that's ever that every website that's ever put out content has had some kind of Tyler piece with it attached to it. Tyler, we're here to focus on the betting aspect of the Florida Gators Utah game, and right now we'll start with what's the most talked about part of it: this spread. Utah is currently three point favorites. How do you feel about that one? Feels about right. Uh, I, I think obviously when you look at what Utah is returning and what Florida is returning, yeah, Utah on paper feels like the better cohesive team. And that's not necessarily a shot at the Florida Gators. They lost them in the transfer portal. They have a complete overhaul with the coaching staff and the quote unquote culture, which you'll talk about a lot when you have a coaching change. And Utah has been a model of consistency ever since Kyle Winningham replaced Urban Meyer after the 2004 season. He has been a stalwart there, very little turnover on the coaching staff. And when you have a program that has been con- as consistent as the Utes, it really gives you an advantage. So uh, minus three for Utah, especially considering they're returning Cameron Rising, Tavion Thomas, really good uh, offensive players. And then you have a defense that's solid as well. It feels right. Um, obviously, being that you're at the Swamp, you're going to get at least three points. So really, this is a Utah minus six neutral site game. And considering the turmoil that Florida's had, that's not necessarily unfair. And I think Anthony Richardson really balances that out to make sure it's not even more lopsided in favor of Utah. Yeah, I discussed this on the crossover episode I did with JT Wistersill from Lockdown Utes. And we're just like, look, Utah is clearly the better football team here. Like, like they're the more cohesive unit. Like you said, like, like they're a more put together roster right now because with Florida, so much of it is just projection. You know, it's, is Anthony Richardson going to live up to the hype? Is his offensive line going to improve? Is the defense going to turn around? So much of it is just like projection where we're all like, yeah, all those things are going to happen. Probably won't, but we'll see. And you touched on this, but I actually wanted to ask about it again. Uh, you mentioned, you know, playing in the swamp, it's a three-point flip. Is it? Like, are there certain places maybe where it's like, you know, the swamp's a crazy atmosphere. Maybe it's a four-point swing in Florida's favor, or is it kind of just the general home team gets three points? The general thing is home team gets three points. Um, Obviously, there are other extenuating circumstances. When you think about Vegas, they don't just have uh, two guys in a room. Like, we're not talking like the godfather. They're not putting together lines. They have um, high-functioning analytical models. And then they use their inside information in order to finalize these uh, lines. So we're talking about, okay, the average is three points. But let's say, you know, Florida State has lost the last 10 going into the swamp. Well, guess what? Florida's probably going to get a little bit of a bump being that it's at the swamp because of the lack of success the Seminoles have had. So there are other extenuating circumstances that factor into these algorithms. The standard is going to be three points. Um, Some books will do two and a half. um, But if it's a... A three-point line for the home team, it's basically an even pick neutral. And I don't, even though the Swamp is a crazy atmosphere, I don't necessarily think that it's going to give them too much of an edge here because it's not like Utah plays in quiet stadiums. Like, uh, if you remember the Holy War last year, one of my favorite all-time rivalry games, like those fans uh, for being, you know, 
devout um, religious people. Uh, one of them literally kill each other. It is an insane atmosphere. And I don't, I think while it, it's going to help Florida, I don't think we're going to see Utah come in here and just be incredibly flustered. They are going to be a prepared, skilled football team. and They're going to be able to run their offense. How much can Florida's crowd impact it? That remains to be seen, but I don't think it's going to be some kind of extreme. Yeah, and then moving on from this spread now, we're looking at a money line, and Utah's minus 140 favorites, Florida's plus 120 dogs. How, how do you feel about those lines? I, I'm going to ride Florida here. The money line at plus 120, considering uh, I feel like this is going to be a very close game. Florida, I think, is being undervalued for some of the reasons that we mentioned earlier. When you have a new coaching staff and you have a lot of turnover and you build a new culture, there are a lot of question marks about your football team, and rightfully so. You need to be able to prove what you are and who you are moving forward because, quite frankly, press conferences, practices, and scrimmage don't really show the kind of team you are. How are you going to handle adversity? You know, Dan Campbell, as I believe, said it on Hard Knock. How are you going to handle when you get punched in the mouth? That is the sign of a true football team. And this team needs to be able to prove that under Billy Napier that they are that team. I believe they will be. And at plus 120, I think the odds are just too nice to not ride floor on the money line, especially because they're playing at home. Um, but if you believe in Utah, minus 140 isn't terrible, but you'd like to see it a little better. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you and everybody listening, I already bet on Florida. <laughs> I was like, I, I already took that money. I saw a plus, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I got it yesterday, plus 125, so that's nice. But uh, now the over-under for this game is currently set at 51 and a half. How, how do you feel about that? Um, there's a reason why Vegas is in business. This is a very good over-under. So a 27-24 victory for either side would put this game at the under. Now, one of the interesting parts about playing early is you have a, it's really geared for offense. Offenses can really take advantage of defenses still trying to get a feel for communication, try to get a feel for how each other plays, especially when you have new starters on the defensive side of the football. I feel like the over is a smarter play, but I don't think it's going to be so much over that you want to bet the farm on it. I think if you want to place a small bet over is a really nice one. It could, you can also get some really good odds if you parlay a Florida money line and the over here. And I think that might be a, a way to try and capitalize on it because with how good these defenses are projected to be, even with the quarterbacks, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a relatively low scoring game because week one is either going to be offenses or clunkers or defenses or clunkers. And you just got to decide which one it is. Yeah. I feel like when we're talking about this game, it's just like, it's weird. Cause I feel like both teams, every time we talk about it, it's like, Oh, like, like they both want to run the ball. They both want to play good defense and they both want to do these things. But it's like, it's, it's just going to be mayhem probably at this point. Because if you're one of those people who like to drive stone or think it's okay to drive stone, I hate you. Like if, I'm telling you that. If your thought process is, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I drive, drive below the speed limit. It's no big deal. Wrong and stupid. The truth is that your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You put not only yourself in danger, but everyone around you. And like You talk about a buzzkill, that's you. Like, like Just stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, whatever that may be, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. 
Now, before we wrap up, Tyler, I, I know you're big on gambling. I'm big on just giving my money to bet online. Uh, that's uh, I, I donate. It's an NIL deal we have at this point. But how is it or what are some of your favorite spreads for the remainder of the weekend? Uh, my favorite spread is going to be Western Kentucky minus 16 against Hawaii. Um, they are going to be playing out in Hawaii. And as we saw this past weekend, the Warriors got absolutely boat raced by Vanderbilt. It wasn't even close. 63 to 10. Hawaii got out of the gates quick and early, but a lot of teams can get out quick and early before they really start to falter. I think the New Mexico State's getting a field goal right away on Bama on that first drive. When you have the scripted plays, they can work, but it's after that and the adjustments that really kill those teams. Western Kentucky has a new quarterback in Austin Reed. He's a uh, transfer from West Florida, where they won the D2 National Championship in 2019 with Reed, a quarterback. He replaces Bailey Zappi, and let me tell you, our, the ball pops out of Austin Reed's arm, and he and Malachi Corley are going to develop a special connection similar to what Zappi and Jared Stearns did last year. They beat Austin P in a little bit of a struggle, 38-27, to 27, but it was week zero. You have a new quarterback. You have multiple new weapons, and you lose D'Angelo Malone on the defensive side of the football. They were still trying to figure things out. They did, and they ended up taking the win, and I think they're going to boat race Hawaii, who really didn't look like a Division One football team. It's really not Timmy Chang's fault. He inherited a program that Todd Graham absolutely decimated, had over 20 players leave in the transfer portal, and he is trying to rebuild that up with a run-and-shoot style, which is my personal favorite brand of football. I'm really bullish on the future of Hawaii. That future is not now, and they are just going to be absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I think Western Kentucky, as well as you go through the season, is going to just continue to improve, especially when, if I'm not mistaken, Reed was in a quarterback battle for that starting quarterback spot, so it's not even like he was taking all the QB one snaps throughout this whole off season developing that chemistry. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. he beat Jarrett Daigie, the Bowling Green and Western Virginia and now West Kentucky. And now I believe he's with Troy, if I'm not mistaken. He's and he is the backup at Troy. He didn't yeah, he even was, get the job at Troy. He's gone everywhere just to not reach those expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tyler. This was Tyler Fornis. Catch him on Twitter at the real Forno. Catch him with, the Vikings Wire, run and shooter, the 33rd team, uh, Saturday Down South, hosting the Real Forno show and literally everywhere that you will ever consume media.